it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's the BWI Daily Recruiting Show, the last one for May, if I can get that out. I'm Greg Pickle, Ryan Snyder from Blue White <laughs> Illustrated. Joins us as he does on every edition of the BWI Daily Recruiting Podcast. Ryan, uh, a busy month of May is about to send us into a busy, even busier month of June. There's a lot going on. We have a lot to cover on this week's show. I uh, hope everyone had a safe uh, Memorial Day weekend. Thanks to those who are or have served. Uh, and here we go on a Tuesday episode after a holiday weekend. So let's dive right into it. We are going to start with uh, a big weekend for a Penn State commit on the track and uh, rather in the field part of track and field. But Jaden yeah. Williams, the uh, ma- massive offensive lineman from uh, Wyoming, uh, Reading, Pennsylvania, ended up winning not just one, but two state championships at the track and field uh, event this weekend. Ryan, you had a chance to talk to him. Uh, what do people need to know? That's pretty exciting. He obviously had a big season and caps it off uh, in impressive fashion. Well, first off, Greg was at a bachelor party, everyone, this weekend. So, uh, yeah, let's be easy on Greg today. You know, he's just getting Please. back into the the swing of things. And so that's a good, way of, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. We all we all had fun Memorial Day. T. Frank even got away. T. Frank never gets away. So I think we all had a, a good uh, good weekend. But yeah, I think Javen Williams had a better weekend than all of us, right? Winning two state championships and the discus and the shot put. Uh, his shot put um, throw was absolutely incredible. I mean, it, it smashed Joe Kovac's record. I believe the yep. previous was 64-10-7-5 and Javen threw a 66-7.75. Uh, of course, Joe Kovacs is a you know silver medalist uh, for the United States, and I think two Olympics. I think it was this past one, yes, and then the correct. one before that, I believe, was silver as well. So uh, that's great to see. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Javen also won the discus with a one sixty-seven even throw. Uh, and Will Patton, let's give a shout out to Will Patton finishing second there in the discus. Of course, Will is uh, from Chenagua. I have no idea. Chenagua. I have no idea how to pronounce that. That's school. close enough. But uh, yeah. he's gonna. <laughs> he's going to walk on uh, and be a long snapper. But shout out to Will, man. Um, you know, Javen will get a lot of attention there. But, uh, you know, Will had an excellent showing as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this has been Javen's um, goal uh, really since last year, you know, when he won districts and came up a little bit short in state. I mean, he's been – when he committed, I remember talking to him about this, about how, like, okay, I have my recruitment behind me. Now, like, all my focus is on trying to win – uh, a state championship in discus and shot put. And now he wins both. So uh, great for him. I think it speaks largely to garage strength. Again, we've talked about garage strength a ton with Nick Singleton, of course, up yep. there in Reading. Uh, you know, of course, uh, Dane, Dane Miller, he, I think he trains a lot of Olympic like throwers as well. I mean, I know, right. uh, um, you know, Javen was telling me that he trains with like one or two of those guys. So uh, it's a, it's a, it's, constantly producing top athletes for Pennsylvania uh, out of the Reading area. And uh, two of them are, are looking to be in pretty good shape here for Penn State. So Williams, obviously, uh, will now go back to focusing on football. Do you think there's a chance, Ryan, he tries to do both at Penn State? Or is he just going to be a football player once he gets to State College, uh, you know, this next year? 
I'm sure Penn State track and field would love to have them. I just don't sure, know if yeah. it's realistic when you look yeah. at <laughs> right, right. But is it just realistic when you look at spring? I mean, look, just I always go back to Mac Hippenhammer, and I remember following his baseball. And I mean, pretty much it was always, you know, you can't miss spring. Like right. James will have you there doing spring, and then if you want to add to it after that, he's okay with it. But I mean, just right. when you look at that schedule, and then you also consider, you know, he's going to be a freshman coming up here for the first time. He's got to get adjusted to normal college life. I mean, to me, like. I, right now, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he says, yeah, it's something I want to do and all that. But when push comes to shove, man, it's an incredibly hard schedule to do two right. sports in the spring uh, with 15 practices, blue-white game, all that kind of stuff. It's it's not easy. So uh, I, I bet Penn State would love to have him as far as the track and field program. But it would surprise me, definitely would surprise me if he did extended multiple years of that. Right now, I just yeah. I don't know if that's realistic. Yeah, I think that it sounds great in theory, and I remember when Hickenhammer did it and everyone got along and it was sound like it was going to be perfect. And I mean, I think you could easily make the argument that it's really hard to be good at a college sport to play the Division One level in one of them, let alone the dedication mm-hmm. needed for two of them. So we'll see with Williams, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, you just don't see many examples anymore, really at all, of guys doing that. So we'll see. But Williams, obviously a great weekend for him and a good weekend, Ryan, for uh, some Penn State players on the football field. The Big 33 Classic was held. What is this? The 60-something year, uh, I believe, of the Big 33 Classic. Yeah, You're asking the wrong guy, buddy. Right. So <laughs> I don't know. Right. So I believe, you know, Ken Talley was kind of the player of the game for Penn State in terms of guys that are going to be future Lions. He had two sacks, five quarterback hurries in Pennsylvania's win over Maryland. But, Ryan, the story, I think, from your perspective is the fact that Penn State had, what, I believe four guys playing for Team Pennsylvania and then also walk on Jim Fitzgerald played for the Maryland side. And we've seen, I believe you wrote this on the Lions Pride message board over at Blue White Illustrated, but we've seen a number of years now where they have uh, Penn State players committed to this game, and then they never end mm-hmm. up playing in it, and that was not yeah. very much not the case this time around. Well, they had six total, too, because uh, Drew Shelton and Abdul Carter dropped out. Uh, so right. it was originally six scholarship guys for Pennsylvania, and then, of course, Fitzgerald for Maryland, uh, yep. and then four of them ended up playing. So, I mean, that's a great sign for the health of the, of the Big 33. Now, I think Big 33 needs that to happen more consistently uh, for, for the game moving forward. Because look, it's let's look, Maryland, Maryland sending guys that, you know, a lot of division two, a lot of FCS guys, you know, props to Maryland for keeping the game going, but it, this game hasn't taken off in Maryland, you know, like it has, right. and you know, of course, Pennsylvania just has a history with it, but, but until Maryland sending, you know, some of their elite athletes up here, uh, I think what one thing that will be incredibly important for the health of the Big 33 game is Penn State players and Pitt players, I'll say too, Penn State right. and Pitt players playing in that game. Scholarship guys, guys that are you know truly going to make a difference at that next level. Uh, because that hasn't really been the case here in recent years. There's been, a, I mean, I wish I had all the notes in front of me. I don't. But I mean, there was probably, I would say, probably six, seven, eight guys in the last handful of years who were all committed to play in that game and then maybe – you know, two of them did. And I'm talking about scholarship right. guys, not walk on guys, you know, not specialists, true scholarship guys. Uh, yeah. You know, it's just, it hasn't been good. So this is a good showing for the big 33. I'm happy for the big 33. And I, I yep. you know, I think we all would like that, see that game take another step in the right direction, but just as long as that game is on the calendar where it is, I, yeah. I just, I, I feel like it's going to be really hard for it to ever go back to what it was. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that just so much has changed. And remember, I mean, that was that was always a game that, I mean, before early enrollment became a thing and before May enrollment became a thing, I mean, that was always something, obviously, a lot of scholarship caliber guys played in. And now it's mm-hmm. just, number one, there's the risk of injury, obviously. Guys are getting ready to show up to campus and they get worried that they could get hurt before their first workout uh, at school. But then the other thing is, is that you have a lot of guys who would maybe want to play in that game that are already enrolled at the school of their choice. So we'll see, but you're right. It was good for the Big 33. It was good for those guys. And, I mean, they're coming soon, them and all the rest of the class of 2022 signees. So uh, it looks like everyone ended their high school career, Ryan, on a healthy note and uh, had a few notable notable performances as well. And what will it be about two weeks before we're talking about these guys is, is Penn State enrollees? For the most part, yeah. Uh, I believe all of them should be here, I believe, in two weeks. Um, you know, when, for that first semester, I'm not sure why. I mean, a few of them are coming uh, this upcoming right. week because uh, they graduate early enough or they can come up and, you know, man- mandatory workouts start on June 5th, I believe it is. So once that takes place and you're already signed, you're allowed to come up and join the staff um, and, you know, participate in those workouts. So I believe everybody will be here in two weeks. Now, there might be somebody for some reason who, I don't know if there's an academic issue or something like that. But right now, I'm, I'm unaware of that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so they'll be here soon, and we will talk about that group then. This is the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. Uh, You just heard from Ryan Snyder. I'm Greg Pickle. Ryan, let's move on to our next topic here on the show, and it's a linebacker that you wrote about recently who is going to take a visit to uh, Penn State. Officially, all those guys are starting to line up their trips if they haven't already, and you uh, confirmed one last week uh, that is a pretty important position and player for Penn State. Oh, Corey Lucius, we talked about him in the last show. I was, you know, kind of noting him as somebody who I think fans need to keep an eye on. Uh, but, you know, we just for one reason or another, right, we were just kind of struggling to to get in touch with Corey. Um, right. And, you know, now we've been able to do that. We knew he was uh, set for a Penn State visit June 10th to the 12th. And I knew at the time that Boston College was going to be one of the trips that he had set, you know, the date or whatever. I wasn't sure about Um what we have since confirmed is that Boston College visit is set for June 24th to 26th, uh, with Kansas being uh, June 17th to the 19th. So, you know, look, Manny Diaz is incredibly high on Corey. Uh, he was the first coach to offer him. I was at Miami. Penn State was the second school to offer him uh, before, of course, Diaz got here. And, you know, now right. with, you know, the, the previous staff liking him a lot and Diaz liking him a lot, you know, I think there's a there's a real reason to focus on him. But you know, of course, we got to see what happens with Tony Rojas. You got to see what happens with Tamir Robinson. I think those two recruitments will be massive. You know, Kavion Keys is talking about coming up for an official visit now. Keys is a very yep. good player out of Virginia. I mean, you know, watch his film. It's some of the most impressive out there. Uh, but where he sits on the board, 
or maybe more so the the question is you know what's his interest in Penn State that's where we've always kind of struggled uh you know Keys was supposed to visit multiple times and hasn't been able to so let's see if he's able to actually make it for this official visit I reported on it last week um you know I've already heard mixed dates and you know he could change things around so who knows uh but I am expecting Keys to or at least Penn State to try and get keys here at some point. But those four really kind of feel like the guys to focus on. Uh, and then D. Creighton as well. I don't want to leave D. Creighton out. He's he's a true Mike. Um, the other four, you know, definitely kind of more outside linebackers. So it definitely feels like, you know, they're looking for guys that can truly run in space. But uh, Manny and, and the staff seems to really like D. Creighton as well, and, and he'll be in for an official visit. But but this Lucius guy, man, you know, getting to know him, getting to know how, interest Penn State, how interested Penn State has been, you yeah, know, for the longest time I thought two linebackers and that that should be it. But you know, when I, when I learn more about their interest in Lucius, I, and if he's serious about Penn State, which I think he is, I mean, Kansas and Boston College are the other two schools, right? I mean, this should be Penn right. State's to lose. You would think so, and it, yeah, yeah. And and not only that, like I mean, he's probably going to possibly commit before Rojas and and uh, Robinson too. I mean, he hasn't really said that, but like if he wants to be a Nittany Lion, there's a good chance he may have to do that. So. Just, right. There's a lot of factors there, but I, I think he's seriously someone that could end up in this class, put it that way. Did you get, once you were able to finally get him on the phone, did you get more of a sense that Penn State is a school that he has as much interest in as they do and vice versa? I mean, what was the vibe yeah. you got from him when you finally got to talk to him? Oh, for sure. I mean, it's, look, it's Penn State, right? I mean, and then, like, right. no disrespect to the other schools offering him. I mean, like, they, they've been very consistent on him. And not only that, like, his mom was telling me about how, uh, you know, the staff has done a great job on things outside of just football as well. So, you know, mom's definitely on Penn State's side. Uh, right. I, I called the interview Corey, and, you know, mom kind of just, you know, took over the interview at one point, which I like. You know, I like when parents uh, want to stay involved with their kids' interviews because, it, you know, they just they want to know – what's being put out there. And in the NIL world, that's incredibly important. So right. uh, mom certainly seems like she's on that side. Corey seems like she's, or Corey seems like he uh, is, is very interested as well. And, uh, you know, let's see how this visit goes. That's always, of course, incredibly massive. But to me, he's Penn State's to lose. It's it's just kind of how the cards fall with Rojas, Robinson, Creighton, and maybe KB on keys. It's one of the many official visits you've confirmed so far, Ryan. You just posted about another one at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. You can get on 3-plus access and insider info from Ryan and the rest of the team at Blue White Illustrated by subscribing for just $1 for one year of access. As we always say, folks, that deal's not going to last forever, so check us out. It's right on the homepage. You can't miss it. BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. Uh, we'd be looking forward to uh, hopefully having some more of you join us. All right, Ryan, let's get into our last topic of the day here. It is May 31, which means if you're listening to this on Tuesday or if you're listening to this later in the week, either way, uh, we are getting into official visit season with June uh, mm -hmm. arriving. Uh, the coaches are off the road starting tomorrow, but prospects can still come to campus. What are we looking at here for this first weekend of official visits? Yeah, so definitely two confirmed right now, uh, and Jason Moore and Damian Robinson. Of course, Damian Robinson is a transfer from Maryland. Um, you know, and he's he's certainly going to be here this weekend. But that's I wouldn't be surprised if maybe one or two get added to it. There's there's some there's some movement back there, but but Moore is certainly going to be the one that I think fans really need to focus on the, the most this weekend. Yeah. Look, it, I feel like Notre Dame's kind of emerging as the favorite there, and and that's. I think something that people have hinted about for a while now, but was kind right. of unclear. And, and I was kind of, 
you know, hey, you know, let's let's see how things shake out. He's he's got to visit more schools and all that. But the more I talk to people, the more I get the sense that you know, there's there, from a relationship perspective, uh, Notre Dame seems to be on a different level. So this is this is their chance right. to really impress. And and look, he's got three more visits after this: Notre Dame, Michigan, and Ohio State. So Penn State has to hit a home run this weekend with Jason Moore to set a high bar. Um, you know, for right. him to keep comparing it to as he takes these other visits. So uh, it won't be easy uh, right now. I, I, like I said, I firmly lean towards Notre Dame and man, even, even Larry Johnson's pushing now hard with Ohio state. You know, I, I usually, I, I, I thought this would be a Notre Dame Penn state battle right now. I think Penn state's probably second at best, maybe third, um, okay. probably third potentially. Got it. So, I mean, obviously we'll see how that works, but you're right. The key here is setting a high bar to compare the rest of these trips to, and that's going to have to be quite the bar with the way things are going. Notre Dame is a massive leader in the on three recruiting prediction machine. So time will tell Ryan, as we look at the official visit calendar in June and does it feel pretty set to you at this point? I mean, how many more guys do you believe that are out there that are either going to schedule official visits or uh, maybe guys won't end up making it if there's any of that? How much fluctuation should we be expecting to see versus uh, things being pretty static and good to go? Yeah. Well, look, they can only do 62 this year. They can carry you know, the normal numbers, 56, right? And they didn't do all yep. 56 last year. They, they only did 48, so they can carry over six official visits. So 62 is the total number. I have about 42 confirmed right now. So they can't it can't grow too much more they have to carry over i think the absolute minimum you can carry over is 15 uh, over to the season and i think even then uh that might be an issue especially in this nil road because they're going to miss out on some of these guys because of nil i keep hitting on that uh and that's that's going to happen so i, I think carrying over 20 or so is is the goal the plan um now guys will Guys will drop off. I mean, look, Rodney Gallagher and Mason Robinson have already dropped off it, right? You know, they, they, right. and I'm sure here over the next week or two, others will will drop off as well. Um, you know, there's definitely going to be a player or two who's planning to visit June 24th who just end up committing during one of their previous visits. It always happens. So, so because of that, right. I could still see another couple of players added for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, anything anything beyond 45, 46 confirmed visits uh, would 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 surprise me uh, for the month of June. Okay, so Penn State obviously will be hosting prospects throughout the month. And then I guess let me just finish up with this, Ryan. How much has it changed with the summer uh, visit period in your mind compared to when you started doing this? You've been doing this a long time, and it used to be that, and fans remember this, of course, that the whiteout game was the official visit weekend, or at least one of the biggest mm -hmm. ones of the season. And now you have so many guys using those trips in the summer uh, instead of using them in the fall. I mean, has that been a good change for Penn State, a bad change for Penn State, or is it just kind of where we're at at this point? What is your take on that? Well, anyone who's come up here in the summer compared to come up here in January knows there's a bit of a difference there, right? <laughs> so that's right. especially if you're trying to bring guys from Florida, right? I mean, I don't think it's right. a coincidence that their Florida recruiting has gotten better since you've allowed summer official visits. But um, right. I mean, look, I think the summer's always been important because there was always unofficial visits and those unofficial visits always led to commitments and, and there was always camps right. and all that. So that was always there. I think the difference, though, is is now it's just it's equal to surge of mass commitments in July. And, and now right. July is maybe the most important month for commitments uh, on the calendar to some degree, yeah. aside from maybe December, some of the guys that last that long. So. I think that's the biggest thing, man. It's just, just like everybody has gone from like, well, I want to do it my early, I want to do it before my senior year. You know, maybe it'll drag into my season to like, hey, 
full plans. Let's get this done in late July at the at the latest, and uh, you know try to completely focus on my senior season after that. And that's what official visits have done. The majority of these guys are using all five in the summer. So if you're using all five right. in the summer, what's the reason to really wait for the season? I don't see one. exactly. Yep, and we're going to see a lot of commitments just like we did last summer, uh, this summer because of that. Ryan, any final thoughts as we get ready to wrap up this edition of the BWI Daily Recruiting Show at the end of May here? Um, Nicholas Harbor dropped his top seven, didn't include Penn State. Uh, not a total yes. surprise, right? I mean, I've expected him to kind of to go national, to go to an elite track program, and not not all of his schools make sense from a track perspective, but I do think that will be a massive part in his recruitment. Uh, I wrote a story today about Anthony Evans. I think he's going to be maybe kind of a, a Rodney Gallagher uh, next next target, I guess, at that Rodney Gallagher position. Um, you know, now of course Rodney's heading to West Virginia. We didn't even hit on the Rodney situation. We hit it on a bit last week, I guess. You know, to right. to kind of um, prepare fans, I guess you would say. Of course, Mason Robinson committed to Northwestern uh, back on Friday. I mean, to me, I, I didn't realize how important academics were to Mason Robinson. I think that was kind of the main takeaway I took from from talking to people about that. Um, that that really swung him there, and um, you know, I wish yeah. wish Mason all the best, but. Yeah, I would I would say keep an eye on Anthony Evans. He seems to be popping up. The KV on Keys I mentioned, he seems to be a late ad. Uh, I did confirm TJ Metcalf from Alabama last week for an official visit. Um, TJ, I don't have him quite as high as like a Cam Seldon, a King Mac, a Dakari Nelson, but also Seldon and Nelson are big enough that they could grow into linebackers. So, you know, maybe maybe Metcalf's kind of like a, a backup option if they don't get King Mac in June, which I think they will, but a uh, lot, lot of, lot of uh, additions last week. A couple subtractions, like I said, and that's kind of how it'll play out from here on out, man. They, they can't get much more beyond forty-eight official visits. I think they're, they're playing with fire if they do that going into the season. All right. Well, that has been another edition of the BWI Daily Recruiting Show for Ryan Snyder and Thomas Frank Carr. I'm Greg Pickle. We will be back tomorrow on the BWI Daily Show, and we'll catch you next week on the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.